0: Y'all can talk about all these viruses, and that's good, but you can't forget the main one. It's plaguing us, bro. It's
1: time now for the People's War Radio Show, where we do talk about the main virus.
0: And that is colonialism.
1: Why I can't live. can't live, colonial virus is why I can't, I can't breathe, colonial virus, yo that thing gotta go, you gotta we go. don't wanna yeah. have to deal with this virus no Every week, here on the People's War Radio Show, we talk with healthcare workers,
0: activists,
1: revolutionaries, authors, teachers, and regular people from the African community.
0: We aim to bring you an African internationalist analysis on all things important to winning our freedom from colonialism. The root of all our problems. Why
1: I'm poor, the colonial virus keeps me at
2: war. The
1: Colonial, colonial virus. virus, yo, that thing gotta go. We can't take no more of this Colonial Virus. We take down, down with the colonial, the, colonial virus.
2: Virus.
3: the colonial Virus. Down with the Colonial Virus. Uhuru, and welcome to the People's War Radio Show. I'm Dr. Matsumella Odom.
0: And I'm Dexter M. Lingu. Uhuru means freedom in Swahili and freedom is on our minds 24-7.
3: There is a growing interest in socialism amongst Black people in the United States. The October 2021 Burning Spear newspaper features a letter to the editor from an incarcerated African seeking honest clarity on the difference between capitalism and socialism. This brother clearly understood the oppressive nature of colonial capitalism on the lives of African people, but desired clarity, on how African economic development would look like in a socialist world, this comrade's curiosity reflects a popular sentiment.
0: A recent poll by Axios/Momentive found that a growing sector of the U.S. public favors socialism, and a decreasing number of people favor capitalism. While the poll found that forty-one percent of people in the U.S. favored socialism and forty-nine percent favored capitalism—a number that has dropped in recent years—the numbers out of the African community have risen profoundly. 60% of Africans in the U.S. favor socialism. That number is up from 53% in 2019. These rising numbers reflect a clear political awakening amongst the African community in the U.S. And As you say in the Uhura movement, the road to socialism is painted black.
3: The rising popularity of socialism amongst African people also represents imperialism in crisis. Imperialism is suffering because the colonized peoples who come under imperialist rule, are now fighting back and reclaiming our resources. It also represents the leadership of the African People's Socialist Party and the Uhuru movement for the past 49 years. In 1972, the African People's Socialist Party was founded with the express goal of reviving and completing the African Revolution of the 1960s. As Chairman Omani Eshitela notes, the movement had been ideologically successful, but was militarily defeated through the strategy of U.S. counterinsurgency. Amongst the counterinsurgency tactics deployed against African people was the assassination and imprisonment of our leaders, the infestation of our communities with drugs and guns, and the mass demoralization of African people. The U.S. counterinsurgency used neocolonialism, white power and blackface, and the promotion of black capitalist ideologies to mislead and confuse the masses of African people.
0: The 2021 Convention of the International People's Democratic Ahura Movement was entitled, It's 2021, African Workers Unite, Let's Get It Done. The final panel of this convention was entitled, Completing the Black Revolution. This panel consisted of talks from Akilah Nai, Director of Agitation and Propaganda for the African People's Socialist Party, Penny Hess, Chairwoman of the African People's Solidarity Committee, and Chairman of Malisha Head of the African People's Socialist Party and the Ahura Movement. To hear that panel in its entirety, visit the Burning Spirit TV YouTube channel.
3: In today's show, we feature Chairman O'Malley presentation entitled Capitalism Versus Socialism. Chairman O'Malley Eschatella is the leader and founder of the Uhuru Movement. In 1972, as we noted, Chairman O'Malley Eschatel co-founded the African People's Socialist Party with the express interest in reviving and completing the African Revolution of the
0: 1960s. Over the past five decades, Chairman Amali has initiated campaigns to defend the democratic rights of the African community, to organize and elevate African women to their rightful place as makers and shapers of human history, to mobilize opposition to U.S. wars, and to popularize the demand for reparations to African people. He has built the worldwide Ahura movement and the African Socialist International with branches in the U.S., Europe, the Caribbean, and on the continent of Africa.
3: In the opening segment, Chairman O'Malley Eshitela outlined the crisis of imperialism. He contextualized the rise in socialist sentiment while challenging the misrepresentation of socialism by the colonial media. Chairman distinguished the difference between democratic socialism and the revolutionary use of socialism as a bridge to communism. He notes that the objective of a truly socialist society is to create a world where there is no oppression of workers.
2: So it's been a really important uh, uh, convention. And this convention that calls uh, to the African worker uh, to stand up and take your place, uh, to move uh, toward the acquisition of political power in this year, uh, 2021, uh, of getting it done. Uh, it is uh, uh, a timely uh, call, a timely uh, slogan uh, demand uh, for, uh, the, uh, for NPDOM. And it is timely uh, in part because of this incredible crisis that has engulfed uh, the entire uh, existing social system of the world. Uh, And it is a crisis that has a scrambling uh, everywhere to try uh, to do uh, what it can to hold on, to try and uh, maintain uh, a status quo in some iteration or, or another. In the terms of the United States, it is trying to hold on as the chief hegemon uh, of the world uh, and that of course is something that even it predicts uh, uh, is not long lasting All the thinking representatives of the United States uh, uh, ruling class uh, recognize that it's not uh, a long lasting uh, 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 hegemony. Uh, it's being chased uh, by forces like, uh, uh, like China, compromised by forces like uh, Russia uh, and also the forces of uh, uh, colonial peoples who uh, are struggling in Venezuela in Iran, and Iran and other places of the, around the world, including uh, the United States itself. So it's a, it's a crisis-ridden social system. It's a, a critical moment for us to be doing this convention. Uh, and the discussion we're having now uh, is in this panel, uh, in terms of completing the Black uh, Revolution of the 60s, uh, uh, gives is is made uh, much more significant by the existing uh, contradictions that we've just uh, mentioned just been talked about. One thing that we want to talk about here uh, is the uh, question of uh, of socialism uh, versus capitalism. that's how it's been framed. Uh, we know that uh, with this uh, crisis of the social system uh, that so many people uh, now uh, being forced to uh, recognize uh, what capitalism uh, represents in the world is destroying the planet uh, and it's destroying the environment. uh, And and then, of course, uh, uh, it is uh, increasingly impacting on the ability of people uh, to live, to make a living. uh, uh, And it's just a general threat so that even in the United States, there's a large sector of the population uh, that uh, has been uh, uh, has reported to indicate that they would prefer socialism uh, over capitalism, and 60% of the Africans in the United States have been polled as, as favoring uh, uh, socialism over capitalism. And that's an interesting uh, look. We've seen over oh, the last period inside the United States, uh, uh, there's an effort to join uh, certain uh, movements uh, that have uh, preceded it in Europe, uh, uh, where France, where uh, the socialist, so-called socialist party, uh, at different times, has been uh, has held power uh, of the executive power, uh, and has, when not holding an executive power, uh, has actually dominated. Has the the polit- has been the socialist party the political organization that actually uh, was uh, the leadership uh, and held uh, power in different uh, city uh, city governments and things like that. Uh, the socialist. Uh, Movement is not something that's foreign uh, to to England and various other uh, places uh, in Europe. In the United States, uh, we see this crisis of the of of the system, uh, uh, resulting in uh, a, a, a different different forces declaring that they are socialists and uh, they want socialism, and you know presidential candidates running uh, uh, as socialist. Uh, putting forth what they would uh, characterize as some kind of socialist leaning or socialist uh, program. We've seen different uh, forces who uh, uh, characterize as democratic socialists and things like that. And so this is something that's caused some consternation. On the one hand, there's uh, the, the clear uh, clear evidence that capitalism itself uh, uh, is uh, in uh, a, a state of uh, disrepute. Uh, more and more people are uh, uh, recognizing capitalism because that's the existing uh, social system we're living with as one in disrepute. Uh, but another thing that is happening uh, is that there's a response to this, a pushback uh, by defenders of capitalism who are trying to uh, offer up uh, ex- explanations of why uh, capitalism will survive, should survive. Uh, it's the natural order of the way, of the uh, natural order uh, of things uh, in the world. And so capitalism should survive. And and therefore they demonize the whole issue of socialism. Uh, socialists are lazy people who don't want to work for a living or they want to live off somebody else or they live off the government, the bums and things like that. Uh, whole wor- or it is a foreign imposition uh, on the noble people in the United States that somehow uh, uh, Chinese and Russian communists and things like that uh, the basis for this desire for uh, for socialism, then you have uh, uh, that aspect of it uh, and and so people are trying to understand what this question of socialism is all about, which is the uh, uh, the social system we should be living with is it socialism or is it uh, capitalism and of course uh, the within the uh, sector of the bourgeoisie because it is not some uh, uh, absolutely monolithic uh, crew, uh, it has different and diverse interests, even as capitalists uh, uh, The you see that represented within the system itself. And there are sectors of the bourgeoisie, sectors of the capitalist class who are far seen and uh, who uh, uh, recognize that uh, this, the capitalism is in a state of severe disrepute and uh, would uh, rename themselves uh, socialists and proponents of socialism. Uh, as a means of getting in front of this drive uh, to acquire what we would call socialism. And uh, this is something that goes back for many, many years, uh, maybe a 100 years or so, uh, or certainly uh, uh, 40 or 50 years or more, uh, almost 100 years where uh, people would characterize themselves as democratic socialists. And democratic socialism is supposed to be something that distinguishes itself uh, from uh, a socialism uh, really where the working people take power and control of society, and they want to say that there's space also uh, for the bourgeoisie, the petty bourgeoisie, everybody can get along under this kind of socialism. That's part of what the democratic socialists are offering. There's a form of socialism that's referred to as utopian socialism, uh, where uh, uh, these socialism uh, socialists are become nice and they do things and they convince the bourgeoisie that it's in their best interest and in the best interest of the world uh, to share their resources and to uh, provide $15 an hour over a number of years, uh, other kinds of things like that to the workers, uh, to the workers, uh, to the workers. And this, is, uh, this disguises itself as socialism. So I just want to say that we in the African People's Socialist Party are revolutionaries. And uh, in the first place, when we have this discussion about socialism, uh, it is a fallback uh, in the sense that uh, many uh, of certain uh, uh, revolutionaries who have considered themselves scientific uh, uh, socialists, uh, scientific communists. In fact, they 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 have uh, worked with the assumption that uh, the model of uh, the kind of social system that would uh, follow, uh, that would succeed uh, capitalism, uh, would be communism. Uh, and that uh, uh, socialism, what we characterize as socialism today, uh, is simply uh, a kind of uh, a space that exists between uh, 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 capitalism uh, and communism, where the workers have actually taken power, and the and the actual state continues to exist, except the state is now not something that's controlled by the ruling class; those persons, uh, groups uh, that imbo- involved in uh, maintaining. Uh, the status of capital, stealing all the resources of the people, uh, oppressing the people, make sure that the people cannot have possession uh, of their resources. Again, um, uh, forces like armies and, 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 uh, and jails and courts that set up for that purpose. Now uh, we're talking about a different state now. We're talking about uh, the state where the workers have taken power. The workers have assumed state power. Whereas in the past, there was a dictatorship under capitalism, the dictatorship of the bourgeoisie, the dictatorship of the ruling class that uh, that prevented uh, the workers from having uh, certain kinds of rights, uh, rights to meet, rights to press, uh, uh, rights to organize, uh, rights to be unionized, all these kinds of things. That's the dictatorship of the ruling class, the bourgeoisie, the dictatorship of the capitalist. And now what we're talking about has been talked about as socialism, uh, really is that bridge between capitalism, the dictatorship of the, of the capitalist class, uh, and communism. And this socialism is where the workers have state power. And there's a dictatorship of the working class. And the working class uh, uh, is the force that will not allow the capitalists, the, of the predators, the, the thieves and rapists and criminals who have uh, destroyed much of the planet. Uh, to, you will not have free speech to be able to do that. You will not have meeting places to be able to do that. You will have not have newspapers to be able to disperse the all of this uh, uh, to rebuild uh, the whole capitalist and colonial system anymore. So that's the that's the socialism uh, that that we would be talking about. We'd be talking about that socialism where the working class is in power. It it functions as the dictatorship of the working class that controls the society now collectively uh, at the expense of the of the oppressors, at the expense of those looters and thugs and briganders uh, uh, who have gained respectability because they've had uh, state power themselves. Uh, they've had control of all the resources created by workers and oppressed peoples around the world. So there's those are the two uh, kinds of state powers we're looking at. And of course the objective is to have a situation where there is no state, where there is no uh, no uh, form of oppression. Uh, the dictatorship of the proletariat of the workers is a, is a, is an organization of coercion, just like the dictatorship of the ruling class of the capitalist class. The thing is, who is being uh, oppressed and, uh, and 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 uh, who is uh, uh, in charge? And, and with the capitalist class is the workers, the majority of people on the earth. Uh, all around the world uh, who are being uh, oppressed for the benefit of capital. With the working class now, it is the the former bosses. It's those who were the uh, colonizers, colonial uh, uh, capitalists who are now being oppressed and they don't have any rights to be capitalist uh, explorers anymore. That's gone. And so uh, that's what we talk about when we talk about this contest. And the thing is to get to a place where there are no classes. There is no class uh, uh, oppression anymore. There is no state anymore uh, because uh, the need for the state has disappeared with the destruction of the the economic basis of the the social system uh, in the first place. Uh, So equality comes about because society owns uh, things uh, uh, equally, first under the leadership of the working class. Uh, That's the the profoundly significant uh, social force that collectively produced the value now, collectively, it, it owns and controls the value. Uh, uh, and this is the socialist era. And during, this is why there must be the dictatorship of the, of the workers so that the workers can destroy the kind of social system uh, where, uh, where a sector of the population is living off of another sector of the population. Uh, that's expressed in what uh, people like to refer to as class struggle uh, class exploitation uh, in, uh, in, in today's world. So that's the thing that's being fought for. And, and when, once that happens, of course, then there is no basis for the state. Uh, the classes themselves are something that uh, withers away, but it's not that simple. And so I just want to say something about that because uh, we want to talk about uh, the, uh, the issue of, uh, of uh, capitalism versus uh, socialism. And, uh, and again, the socialism we're talking about is, is the precursor to communism to a stateless, classless society. Uh, uh, that's the, that's the, the socialism that we are talking about.
3: That was Chairman Omalia Eschatela presenting at the 2021 International People's Democratic Uhura Movement Convention. You're listening to the People's War Radio Show, produced by WBPU, Black Power 96.3 FM in St. Petersburg, Florida. Today, Chairman Omali Eschatela is discussing capitalism versus socialism. And what is needed to complete the Black Revolution of
0: the 1960s? In this next segment, Chairman Mali Chitela goes on to describe the origins of capitalism. Chairman notes that capitalism rose from the colonial assault on Africa. It is for this reason that we in the Ahura movement identify the system as colonial capitalism. The fundamental class contradiction, Chairman notes, is not found at the point of production, but instead at the point of the bayonet.
2: So capitalism, uh. Uh, as quiet as it's kept, uh, it's not something that fell out of the sky. Uh, it is not uh, despite the, the genius of Karl Marx that we acknowledge and other people like him, uh, something that came about as a consequence of some kind of development that occurred inside Europe, where you had the matu- maturation of, uh, of, uh, of, the, of the of the political of the economic uh, forces uh, uh, their their development, etc uh, universally throughout uh, European society. Uh, that resulted that that resulted uh, uh, in the uh, in the emergence of capitalism. There's the the formula, uh, the Marxist formula, is wrong uh, when he talks about uh, the moving from uh, what they characterize as primitive communism or communalism to slavery, uh, from slavery to feudalism, from feudalism uh, to 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 capitalism, from capitalism to communism. It's not it's wrong. Uh, the fact of the matter is there was a communism, and they called it primitive. Primitive communism, primitive communalism is not something that existed in Europe Except It was something that was generalized throughout much of the world where there was no such thing as private property of the land. Uh, and so when we talk about uh, uh, people who uh, sometimes like to uh, dispute our uh, uh, struggle for, uh, for, for, cap- for communism or socialism by saying somehow it's the white man's thing. The fact of the matter is that uh, that's, uh, that's giving credit to the white man that's ill-deserved. Uh, the fact is that it's Africa and other people colonized around the world who had uh, societies that, uh, that, were, that were not riven by the kinds of class contradictions that we see emerging in Europe. Uh, and that uh, where uh, there was social uh, uh, ownership of things so that uh, individuals didn't own the land. The land was owned collectively uh, by the people. And this is something that was generalized in Africa, generalized in certain other places around the world. It was the basis for which a man named Harry Morgan uh wrote a book uh, that Engels used, uh, uh, Frederick Engels, who was uh, uh a friend and, and 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 uh support and ally uh, of uh, Karl Marx, he used this uh to uh de- to uh, uh define uh, what he uh, understood to be uh, the uh what came to be known as the socialist uh, uh the Marxist uh uh, a formula of, of, of development uh, uh, and th- to use this to, uh, uh, to uh, explain uh, the classless society. Uh, a fundamentally, not something that he saw in Europe, but fundamentally he used the Iroquois uh, nations uh, inside the United States as uh, one example. And then there were other examples as well. So I just wanted to say that, 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 that this is a political economy, way people live, own and, and things collectively uh, when you have that kind of collective ownership, uh, you have uh, a less likelihood of jealousy, of competition, uh, uh, unnecessary competition with uh, each other. The various uh, uh, of relations that exist in the society reflect that kind of social system. Uh, and you don't have exploitation oppression. You don't have the need for the kind of cheating and things like that that we see uh, under uh, a different kind of social system where of uh, some sector lives at the expense of the other. So when we talk about socialism then, we're talking about the precursor uh, to, uh, uh, to communism. And when we talk about capitalism, we're talking about something that again, that did not drop out of the sky. Uh, and despite Marx's uh, formula for the development of human society, the reality is that capitalism itself has its origin in something that Marx did talk about when he called it the primitive accumulation of capital. In explaining how capital capitalism got started, he said that it happened not as a consequence of the of the uh, of the uh, 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 a capitalist production, but uh, uh, but something uh, that presupposed the existence of a of another kind of production, of a primitive uh, 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 accumulation of capital, not cap- not capitalist accumulation. Uh, but an accumulation of capital that presupposed uh, the, the existence of capitalist production. And this he called primitive accumulation. And this primitive accumulation he defined as turning Africa into a war for the commercial hunting of black skins. He talked about how it came about as a consequence of uh, uh, England's attack on China, 1841-42, uh, fought the opium war, turned China into a nation of junkies, uh, uh, forcing them. They called this trade. Uh, forcing China to uh, to take opium uh, for the tea that England uh, wanted from China. Uh, this is a part of the whole process, and we define that as colonialism. The fact is that that's a part of colonialism, and that doesn't even get to the to the question because I never saw Marx define, for example, the existence of what this territory we call the United States as a part of primitive accumulation. I never heard him say. Uh, uh, that Australia was a part of primitive accumulation or any of the settler colonies of great significance that emerged that helped, they helped to give all this a- accumulated capital uh, to Europe uh, that moved Europe uh, from the state of, of, of barbarism, from the state of, uh, of uh, poverty uh, and oppression and disease that came uh, in the wake of the Black plague. Uh, and never heard uh, any discussion about that, but clearly you cannot imagine the existence of capitalism without the land that we now call the Americas, all the lands of the Americas. In fact, uh, most of the colonies that we see throughout the Americas to, uh, that define the borders that were created throughout uh, throughout uh, South America, et cetera, were created to facilitate uh, the, uh, uh, the uh, 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 political economy uh, uh, of uh, of enslavement of African people, colonial enslavement. This is where uh, much of that came about. So the production of capital, the production of capital globally, the, the emergence for uh, the first time in history, probably, of a single uh, 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 universe, a, a world economy, global economy, that connected the economy of the entire world into a single whole, sometimes referred to as the triangle trade when they talk about the trade in African people. This was the part of the formation of capitalism. Uh, the fact is that capitalism uh, is a consequence of this, this bridge uh, between feudalism in Europe uh, and transformation uh, of, of, of the whole world through colonialism. So we refer to it as colonial capitalism. Without colonialism, there is no capitalism. And there, while there are people who are willing to talk about colonialism, et cetera, they're only willing to talk about it in most instances as a policy of some country or another. And while some countries may have a policy of colonialism, uh, for example, that happened uh, uh, with Belgium. Uh, for example, that happened uh, uh, with uh, England. Uh, they, there, were, uh, there was a time where they understood that the way to get rich quick, the way to bring resources uh, is to colonize. That's the same thing that happened with the illegitimate white national state of Israel, uh, stealing uh, uh, the land and resources of the Palestinian people uh, to bring in this resources, so while there may be different countries and different interests have moved have moved with this uh, policies, the fact is that the colonial capitalist system is a system itself. It has its own dynamics, and so it is something like capitalism has its dynamics, and there are people who may uh, decide that they want to join the capitalists, but uh, their that decision was based on the existence of. Of colonialism, colonialism hasn't have uh, represented itself as the dynamic uh, way in solving uh, the basic uh, social uh, problems that existed in Europe, that transformed Europe uh, from a feudal, a state of feudal poverty, disease uh, and, and, and repression uh, under the leadership of, a, of a feudalists, of, of landlords and nobility, transformed Europe. Uh, sent settlers out from Europe uh, the, as a part of this process. Colonized the Americas, all of the Americas, and that's been something that's developed uh, the whole capitalist system up to now. It helps us to understand that the defeat of capitalism is critical of, the, of colonialism uh, is absolutely uh, something that's necessary for the destruction of capitalism. You cannot have uh, colonial. You cannot have this capitalism. Without the under, is underpinning, which is colonialism, so that's that's part of what we understand about this whole question of capitalism. It, that the fundamental class struggle in the world is not some struggle that happens between the industrial ruling class and the industrial working class, which means white, uh, essentially, and increasingly China and Japan now, and things like that. That's not the fundamental class contradiction. The fundamental class contradiction is not one uh, that has its origin at the point of production. The fundamental contradiction has its origin at the point of the bayonet. The fundamental contradiction is the contradiction, is, is concentrated uh, in the colonial question. That's where the class contradiction is concentrated in the colonial question. That's what makes uh, what Comrade Penny Hess uh, from the African People's Solidarity Committee uh, talk, was talking about so significant because it gives uh, white people the first time an opportunity to engage in class struggle against the white ruling class. And by joining under the leadership of the African working class, that's making uh, uh, this uh, anti-colonial revolution that targets uh, the re- the bourgeoisie, uh, the colonial bourgeoisie uh, that presides over this whole uh, social system. So that's how the class did not by uh, simply uh, running into a factory uh, uh, and and organizing white workers—that's not the thing that's going to take us necessarily uh, to socialism. What's going to take us to uh, socialism? What's going to defeat capitalism is that through uh, something like the uh, like the, what the African People's Socialist Party is providing in terms of organizing Africans globally. Uh, what the African People's Socialist Party provides in terms of organizing even colonizers, they to participate in class struggle, genuine class struggle, real class struggle, the class struggle that they have avoided for the longest period of time, with some assumption based on the nature of the social system, the world, global, colonial capitalist system, the assumption that somehow, despite the fact that you hate the white ruling class, you hate the bourgeoisie, uh, what you do is love the consequences of being a part of of a society that has benefited from what has been expropriated from Africa, uh, from Asia, uh, from the oppressed peoples of the world, including the Americas.
0: That was Chairman Amali Chatella presenting at the 2021 International People's Democratic Ahura Movement Convention. You're listening to the People's World Radio Show, produced by WBPU, Black Power 96.3 FM in St. Petersburg, Florida. Today, Chairman O'Malley Echitella is discussing capitalism versus socialism and what is needed to complete the Black Revolution of the 1960s.
3: After outlining the colonial contradiction, Chairman O'Malley Shetela defines what is needed to complete the Black Revolution of the 1960s. Chairman explains that the struggle is not to defeat fascism because fascism is merely the colonial capitalist state turned inward. He knows that oppressor nations have fought fascism while colonizing people in Africa, Asia, and the Americas. The real struggle is for workers to unite and destroy the system of colonialism.
2: And the real contest is going to be uh, whether or not uh, these colonizers and especially the settler colonizers are going to be able to accept their role, accept their assignment uh, uh, as as instruments of the anti-colonial revolution uh, that will uh, destroy the, the capitalist system. That is how uh, the, 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 the white people, the, uh, the colonizers uh, will be able uh, to engage in class struggle. We make the point uh, that uh, we know that there are white workers, there are white workers uh, uh, or something that uh, uh, approximates white workers, but they are colonial workers. They're, there's a white left. There's a colonial white left. Uh, They're a white communists, they're colonial white communists. And I'm not saying this lightly. I mean, there are uh, documents even that you can read where the communists uh, themselves uh, recognize the relationship that they have uh, to uh, colonialism. Uh, uh, A notorious uh, uh, conference that was held uh, by the uh, Third International in 1907 in Stuttgart, Germany, uh, where the resolution passed that called for uh, uh, uh that was opposed to uh, uh, the uh, the communist international uh rejecting colonialism and 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 putting forth instead that uh, the communist international should fight for a socialist colonialism and so uh, this is based on just an objective uh kind of uh, of uh, assessment objective uh, scientific approach to the question so we say that in terms of uh, now, Uh, completing the Black Revolution of the 60s. uh, We've created, solved certain of the organizational, tactical, and strategical questions. We've been solving the fundamental contradictions of uh, uh, problems of the revolution. We brought, bringing the masses of African people back into uh, political life after uh, grotesque and murderous uh, assassinations and and mass jailings of Black people all around the world. Uh, We've done that and are doing that in part through not just uh, uh, the African Socialist International, but popular manifestation uh, in the form of the International People's Democratic Uhuru Movement. This is one, uh, this is one uh, expression of uh, completing the Black Revolution of the 60s. When we hear Comrade Penny Hess uh, from the African People's Solidarity Committee uh, step forward. Make her presentation. No, it's not a charity thing that she's talking about. She's recognized that there is no future uh, for uh, for the, the white world, uh, 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 separate from the emancipation of the African working class. That strategic uh, question, the strategic problem for the advancement of communism uh, is uh, uh, is located uh, in the struggle of, uh, of uh, African and other colonized people. That's why the, you see uh, these unending wars that Europe and America uh, find themselves involved in because they're trying to quench the fire of a revolution uh, uh, from the base of the co uh, capitalist social system, which is colonialism itself. So uh, uh, these are uh, some of the things that that's really important, we think, to understand, and that uh, we can fight and win, and we are winning, and that the workers and uh, colonized peoples of the world are engaged in fierce struggle. And now, uh, what we see again is the crisis. And it's a crisis of a social system uh, that must necessarily face crisis after crisis after crisis, because it is a social system. I'm talking about colonial capitalism that rests upon a foundation of the colonized peoples of the world, which means that the struggles of the colonized people to take back our resources, is a giant parasite. Uh, This colonial capitalist system uh, on the body of humanity. Uh, It's the struggle of the peoples of the world of fighting off this parasite. That creates crisis after crisis uh, and for the social system itself that's responsible now uh, for the growing contest that exists between uh, the United States and China and Europe and China. all of these places are, are places where colonialism has dominated uh, up to now, and increasingly people have been victorious in the fight against colonialism as it is increasingly becoming victorious today. And so what has happened in the past, as we've seen as we see emerging today. Just on January 6th in the United States, we saw a group of settler colonialists within the United States who attacked the capital. We see movements throughout the United States of uh, forces who are placing all kinds of restrictions on the rights of uh, African people to vote, uh, on uh, uh, putting all kinds of restrictions on the rights of the people to protest. This is something that's happening right now. Uh, And and we see social media platforms doing everything to uh, Uh, to uh, channel uh, the kinds of discussions that people are having uh, not only in this country but around the world. Uh, This is uh, a a growing um, force all over Europe. we see the manifestation of what they like to call European populism or white populism or or white people, uh, anti-immigrant kinds of activity, a growing resurgence of white nationalism expressing itself. Uh, And so what we're hearing more and more is that the struggle has to be against fascism, stop fascism, because what we're looking at are expressions <clears throat> of fascism. And uh, we say, of course, uh, uh, there is growing repression. Uh, there, In every instance, there's growing repression. And certainly uh, since the early part of the 20th century, uh, we've seen this uh, demand that uh, Africans and other oppressed people stop fighting against colonialism and fighting against fascism. But what the hell is fascism? The fact is that, uh, and then we hear hear when we criticize that, we hear friends of ours who are supposed to be African leftists or uh, uh, some kind of progressive Africans who will say things, uh, or, you know, like uh, 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 African black people face fascism before anybody else, uh, etc. And that's really misunderstanding the question because that's impossible. The fact is that we were colonized. African colonialism began before fascism was ever thought about. And what they talk about fascism is because um, it is the how the dictatorship of the bourgeoisie, the dictatorship of the capitalist class, uh, is exposed. Uh, it exposes itself uh, raw and naked uh, for ordinary uh, white people. Uh, they begin to experience uh, some uh, uh, some uh, manifestations of oppression, or uh, that uh, is common, uh, deeply common to colonized peoples all around the world. Uh, except they couldn't call it colonialism. But the fact is that the system has its origin in colonialism. It has its origin in brutality. What people are describing as some kind of fascist uh, aberration, aberration of the capitalist system, the fact is the capitalist system was born through genocide. It was born through enslaving people. It was born through crushing the rights of people to speak, to say anything, to live, to have our own language or anything like that. That's colonialism. And now when, when white people who us uh, come to heads uh, with, against each other uh, because of the crisis that uh, 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 comes about as a, as a consequence of, of a, a troubled economy, a troubled world economy, uh, usually troubled uh, because of the growing resistance of a colonizer in terms of taking back our resources, depriving sectors of the bourgeoisie, increasingly sectors of the general white population of resources they used to take for granted, then we see this movement, this critical crisis-ridden movement uh, to try uh, to, uh, or even uh, white people moving against each other, Uh, such as again, what we saw January 6th here and in the United States and other places, we've seen similar manifestations of this oppression, uh, uh, of the oppressive state and this colonial state has taken off the gloves. This colonial capitalist state has taken off the gloves. Uh, it, 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 the dictatorship of the, of the capitalists is exposing itself more and more uh, to, uh, to white people. And, and what white people are demanding is that the oppressed uh, peoples of the world stop fighting against colonialism, but to fight against uh, 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 fascism. And fascism is a contest that exists between them based on the crisis that uh, the system has experienced due to the struggle of our people against colonialism. So we are supposed to stop fighting against colonialism. The fact is there could be no fascism without colonialism because fascism is simply a form of the state, is a form of a capitalist state. And the capitalist state itself owes its existence to, uh, uh, to colonial capitalism, et cetera. So the real struggle for white people and anybody who is interested in ending the oppression, exploitation of people, and bringing in uh, to existence uh, communism, classless society, uh, then the real struggle uh, is to unite uh, and destroy the system of colonialism. We've seen this before. It's not makeup. I mean, the French uh, were anti-fascist, but at the same time, they were fighting against German fascism. Uh, they were, they were, they had the Vietnamese people living under colonial domination. The same time, the French were fighting against uh, what they characterize as German fascism. They occupied African territory, colonizing, brutalizing, murdering in the most vicious, cruel kind of way of African people. The British were fighting against colonial fascism. Uh, they're bombed by the German fascists and what have you. At the same time, they were dominating African people throughout Africa. They were dominating people in India. They were dominating people in Ireland. This was colonialism. So fighting against fascism didn't do anything to stop the colonialism. But fighting against and destroying colonialism would destroy not only fascism, but will destroy the whole capitalist system. And the fact is that fascism is the form of a capitalist state that, that turns inward, that attacks uh, the, the 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 colonizers and uh, themselves uh, something that they are unaccustomed to and that we would do a, a disservice to our revolution uh, if we should follow uh, that false logic that somehow what we have to be doing now is fighting against fascism. Uh, the fact is that what has to happen is that those uh, colonizers who genuinely want to see an end of oppression and exploitation, who genuinely want to see a uh, communism come into existence, or if you will, your socialism, then the thing that has to happen uh, to stop this uh, oppression against all the people is to unite with with the colonized people, unite with the African Revolution, unite with the African People Socialist Party, unite with the African Socialist International, unite with the fact that throughout the world, uh, when you look at the question of, of capitalism and colonialism, Africa is the strategical force, African people, strategic. Every colonizer, every capitalist in the world now is either in Africa, sucking its blood, increasingly escalating the attack on Africa to steal the resources of Africa. They've stolen resources of Africa and dispersed us throughout the world. The entire economy of the world is in the hands of African people in some way or another. Certainly, it should be in our hands. On the continent of Africa, it's in our hands in Bolivia, it's in our hands uh, uh, in in St. Louis, it's in our hands uh, in Ghana and and various other places around the world uh, where much of the world's resources necessary to keep uh, this uh, economy uh, that exists today alive. So, uh, genuine, this is what we mean when we say complete the The Black Revolution of the 60s. And that's what the party has been doing for 40, uh, almost 50 years, having a strategic approach, recognizing what pulled this thing together, how capitalism got born wasn't Jesus, wasn't Allah. It was uh, something that was done by human beings uh, uh, for the the benefit of a small sector of the human population at the benefit of the majority, uh, at the expense of the majority of us. And so uh, the party has provided the revolutionary theory the revolutionary organization, the tactics and strategy that take us uh, to completing uh, the Black Revolution of the 1960s. And so uh, uh, the thing to do is to do it. And so uh, this is the call uh, that's been provided uh, by the International People's Democratic Uhuru Movement uh, for African workers to stand up uh, and to take charge uh, and let's get it done,
3: Uhuru. That was Chairman O'Malley Eschatela presenting at the 2021 International People's Democratic Uhuru Movement Convention. You're listening to the People's War Radio Show, produced by WBPU, Black Power 96.3 FM in St. Petersburg, Florida. Today, Chairman O'Malley Eschatela is discussing capitalism
0: versus socialism and what is needed to complete the Black Revolution of the 1960s. Every episode, we open the show and close the show with the greeting Uhuru. Uhuru is a Swahili word that means freedom. It is taken from the Mau Mau, a revolutionary anti-colonial movement from Kenya in the 1950s and 1960s. It is the word used quite frequently by members of the Uhuru movement because we believe that freedom should be on the minds of Africans 24-7. And uh, speaking of freedom, let's listen to the track Uhuru Means Freedom by Aliki Ngoma, featuring Chairman of Mali
1: Brothers and sisters, for those of you who don't know, Uhulu means freedom. It means black freedom. It means net hair freedom. Yeah, we go, Missile. Freedom. It means Mao Mao freedom. It means death to colonialism freedom. Uhuru. My name is Omali Chetel and I'm chairman of the African People's Socialist Party. I'm leader of the Uhuru Movement and the International African Revolution.
0: And that was Uhuru Means Freedom by Aliki Ngoma, featuring and chairman of Malishatella.
3: Today we talked about capitalism versus socialism. The socialist philosophy of the Uhuru movement is called African internationalism. African internationalism is a theory that explains the world as well as the place and future of Africans in it. African internationalism recognizes that capitalism, born as a world economy, has its origins in the assault on Africa and the global trade in African captives, as well as the ensuing European onslaught on most of the world. African internationalism is the theory of the African
0: working class. African internationalism recognizes that the process of slavery and brigandage that consolidated the political economy, national identity, and general well-being of what came to be known as Europe is the same process that results in the wretched, divided, impoverished, and exploited lives of africans and much of the world african internationalism is a scientifically falsifiable theory as can be seen in this question what capitalism and the resultant european wealth and african impoverishment have occurred without the european attack on africa its division african slavery and dispersal colonialism and neocolonialism the answer is no 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 and a thousand times no
3: African internationalism is not a theory that simply assumes an ability to explain the conditions of existence of African people. It is a theory of the world and how it came to be the way it is, affecting Africans and everyone in particular ways. African internationalism is based on materialism. The understanding that our experience of the world is a product of our material conditions and that the world is tangible completely knowable through our senses, existing independently of our minds. The materialist worldview of African internationalism informs the African working class that the world can be changed and that it is our responsibility to change it. African internationalism is a theory that requires action, the unity of
0: theory and practice. Every week, the People's World Radio Show brings an African internationalist perspective to the important issues of the world. For more African internationals information, be sure to continue to listen to the People's War Radio Show. As well, you can read the Burning Spear newspaper at theburningsparenewspaper.com. You have been listening to the People's War Radio Show, produced by WBPU, Black Power 96.3 FM in St. Petersburg, Florida. Today, Chairman Amali Chitella discussed capitalism versus socialism and what is needed to complete the Black Revolution of the 60s. Our theme song, Colonial Virus, was written and performed by Alikia Ngoma. Thanks to the People's War Radio Show's production, research, and promotions team, including Jaja Robinson, Empress Livewire, and Ahipsa Panda. So
1: we say, Down with the Colonial Virus. Down with the Colonial Virus.
0: This has been the People's War Radio Show. Produced by WBPU
2: Black Power Radio at 96.3 FM in St. Petersburg, Florida.
0: WBPU is a project of the African People's Education and Defense Fund.
1: The baddest nonprofit on the planet.
0: Whose mission is to defend the human and civil rights of the African community. And address the grave disparities faced by African people in education, healthcare, and economic development.
1: For more information on the African People's Education and Defense Fund visit apedf.org.
3: Episodes of the People's War Radio Show are available on the Black Power Talks podcast. For updates and resources to fight the coronavirus or to volunteer with
2: Project Black Onk, visit developmentforafrica.org. Thank you for listening. Colonial virus, mass incarceration, that's colonial virus.